You're listening to Fitz and Harry, the podcast. From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We all know that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are sitting atop the purse right now as Super Bowl champions. And in the minds of many, the best quarterback head coach combo in the NFL. The question is, if we had to rank them, how do they rank right now? It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Want to make sure everybody knows we're helping people affected by the Turkey earthquake. Please visit redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from this disaster and will provide people and communities affected with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support, and other assistance. Again, just visit redcross.org slash ESPN. Now, if you've listened to this show at all through the course of our first month and a half together, you know one of our favorite things to do is to take the same logic as the college football playoff committee and apply it to random things. It was NFL teams, and now it's time to bring the selection committee back for something even more controversial. Who's in and who's out? It's a a secret committee. Find out now from the Fitz and Harry Selection Committee. All right, so... We're going to keep bringing the committee to you all year long. Sometimes we might do best sports movies. Sometimes we might do, I don't know, WrestleManias. I don't know. It could be anything. But today, it's going to be ranking the top six head coach-quarterback combos in the NFL. So, we are all members of this committee. Harry Douglas, myself, and then Chris and Devin represent one vote. So, the uh, committee will speak as a trio. We will figure out our top six, and then you will be able to chime in. I think we can all agree that number one is Mahomes and Andy Reid. Does the committee behind the glass agree with that assessment? We do, yes. Okay, Harry Douglas, any problem with Mahomes and Andy? Are we, are we in agreement after number one? We're in agreement. Oh, I, th- I thought I thought he was about to do something different. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> like, Little pause there. I, this is the easiest number one we've had in the history of the selection committee. The top head coach quarterback combo in the NFL: Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Now it gets trickier. All right, who do you have at number two, Harry? No, start with them first. Oh, we're going to start with the guys behind the glass. Who do you have at number two? So we have uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's opponents in the Super Bowl. We have Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Yeah. I, oh. I, mm, I I wouldn't put I, them at two. I, I wouldn't put them at two. I have Hurts and Sirianni at three on my list. Um, I had Allen and McDermott at number two on my list. Whoa. As yeah. a Burrow guy, too. I'm surprised yeah, by that. I, put, I, I had Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor at number two. I have Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor all the way down at number four. Okay, so I think this would have to come to us for what we have because we have Burrow and Zach Taylor at three. So is that how we're going to do it? The the closest to the next what Harry had? Okay, I, like, I mean I could be talking. I had Burrow and Taylor at four, and I had McDermott and Allen at three. But we've, we we had some disagreement. But, but, but I, it, I think it, there's these here's are my close. here's here's my only thing about that. I understand Josh Allen has made a AFC Championship game. Well, so has Joe Burrow. Also, Joe Burrow has made a Super Bowl game. So I think. Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow in those regards. And you look at this season, 
what was the reason why the Buffalo Bills didn't advance in the playoffs? Mm. It was because of the you've Cincinnati talked, Bengals. You've talked and me Joe into Burrow. it. You've talked me into it. I was I was torn. I thought maybe I was putting Burrow too high because of my favoritism. I'm now willing to put Burrow and, and Taylor at two. I'm willing to to to, to completely well, annihilate my list and put Burrow and Taylor. Over and Sirianni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there's longer proof of concept with um, either of those guys. Yeah, uh, I'm looking Burrow at the total bottle of work too. Like yeah, multiple years. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. Like. I, I am in love with the Sirianni-Hertz combination right now, but a year ago right now we were asking whether or not Hertz was the answer. Now he has answered every question there is to answer, but we've uh, if you for even a second thought that Joe Burrow was going to be a flash in the pan, he was even better this year, right? So, And Joe Burrow's ability to, to absolutely uh, get annihilated behind no offensive line and then come back this year with a better offensive line and continue to produce. I, I would put Burrow with Taylor, too. I, I could be talked into that. Is that where – Harry, that's where you had him? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, that's uh, – obviously we had Hurts, but we'll we'll go with the – this is a democracy. Okay. So, so then <laughs> does that mean – does that mean Hurts Sirianni goes to three? It would, it would, that's what it would mean for us in here for sure, yes. It, 100%. Are you good with that, Harry? Here's the, the only thing about Hurts and Sirianni. Oh, okay. We really have two and a, what two and three quarters of a season to work with. So yeah, I put him at three. I put him at three. You know, yeah, it, it's funny because uh, as I get into this list, all I keep thinking about is the fact that we saw a little less from Josh Allen this year than we had. Like, if you think about it, Mahomes, there's no letdown. It, it was everything you could want from him this season. Hertz took a meteoric leap forward this season. Joe Burrow continued to only get better this season. Josh Allen had some turnover issues, right? Like, and so yeah. then you start to wonder, is that because he doesn't have Dable there anymore? Like, is that a bigger effect? So I think I could be talked into Hertz, Sirianni, three, and Allen McDermott, four. That's who I got it for, too. Yeah, so in, in here we had I – mean, uh, Allen and McDermott. Yeah, we had a discussion between putting Burrow and Zach Taylor and Josh Allen and McDermott at 3-4. I think where we ultimately landed, at least where I ultimately landed, is like to me in this in this negotiation, in this, te- in this team, it's the quarterback skews a little bit more high, in my opinion, than the coach. So I, that's why I'm taking Burrow there. But, but again, that's why we put Josh Allen and McDermott at 4. Okay, I, I – I, I would agree with the logic on it, but I don't have a problem with where the committee is right now, which would be Mahomes, Reed, one, Burrow, Taylor, two, Hertz, Sirianni, three, Allen, McDermott, four, right? Now, Mm -hmm. I will just tell you my five, and my five is very intentional. My five is Shanahan and Devin's mom. My whole point is that it doesn't matter <laughs> oh, who, who the quarterback is at some point. When you get to what? the NFC Championship game and you're playing with your four-string quarterback, no, it didn't look great with a four-string quarterback getting in there. You got there with your third-string quarterback. Like, I'm pretty sure that Devin's mom could go and be the quarterback for the 49ers and it would still be the fifth-best combo. That's how much I love Kyle Shanahan. I realize <laughs> nobody else is that. going to we agree with me. We can't do that. that. But, well, we can't do that. I'm fine. It has to be a quarterback okay, that's Purdy. consistent I'll, I'll give you Purdy. coach. I, I, Shanahan Purdy. He Shan- doesn't even have a full year fits of playing football. It doesn't matter. Look at how it, good yes, it was. It, does. it doesn't yes, matter. It does. Look at how good he was. That's why I put Shanahan well, then, on the list. Then you should put Hertz at uh, number two then. But Shanahan's the been consistently doing this with literally anybody at quarterback. Shanahan is well, now, like, we're talking about Jimmy G. Like, Jimmy G is a trash man that doesn't belong in the NFL, and he's been to the Super Bowl with Shanahan. So, like, the consistent here is that Shanahan can win with literally anybody at his quarterback. So, I'll, I'll give you Shanahan so Purdy or Devin Shanahan Trey Trey Lance or Shannon? What does Devin and Chris have? So I'll give uh, Chris credit here. I like this pick a lot. We're going Peterson and Trevor Lawrence at number five. Oh, here's my thing, though. 
there's no John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson on the list for you guys? Six. John six Harbaugh. Yeah, Lamar. and There's and, six for y'all. Yeah. So the yeah. Reason, All the stuff they've been able to do. So the reason for it, though, is I feel like when you're talking about these two, it has to be in tandem, and it feels like they are very much on different pages right now. Like, if you're talking about chemistry, they do not seem to have it right now. Like, John Harbaugh seemed like he was exhausted. Answering all those questions about Lamar Jackson. This yeah, year. but that no, no, ain't no, going to no, impact no, no, him no, no, on no. Sundays. That's, that's, I mean, only, that's only because of the injury situation. But it, those guys have been on the same page for uh, a lot of years since Lamar Jackson has gotten into the National Football yeah, League. Yeah, I, I would say You just can't of, ignore that. You no, can't ignore that. I think you're right. A lot of, I think what we're going is a lot of projection. I think what we saw Trevor Lawrence at the end of this season. Like, listen, how many interceptions did he throw in the first half? Three? Three intercept, four interceptions, and he came back and won that game. That showed me a lot. Like I think he's only gonna, it's gonna skyrocket for Trevor Lawrence. Going yeah, forward. but if if you had to pick for one game right now, a coach Lamar's quarterback combo MVP. of Peterson and Trevor Lawrence or John Harbaugh and a former MVP. I mean, wouldn't you lean Lamar? I would, except for the fact that like I like I talked about, I feel like they're not on the same page right now, and it feels like I mean we're, we're not even sure that Lamar Jackson's gonna be in Baltimore much longer. I mean I know they might use the exclusive franchise tag on him, but like it, Lamar doesn't seem like he wants to be there. They're well, I mean he was like hurt a hundred million dollars apart, but he was hurt. Like I, I mean, sure, I, he was, he's it's injured. been two years that he's been hurt now, and I love Lamar. I think he's fantastic, but I, I yes, worry and, about and, that. In both years that he's been hurt, I, I believe this year when. They were first place in the NFC, in the AFC North when Lamar Jackson got hurt this year. They were first place in the AFC last year when he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would squarely, I mean, I, I'd be in. I'm for, going Lamar and, and Harbaugh for my five. I would go I'm, Lamar I'm okay Harbaugh over. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it at all. Like, all right, yeah, let's put Lamar Harbaugh in at five. You just I mean, ignore Fitz's trash take there and move on. I, I would well, take wow. Shanahan. I would take Shanahan and Purdy over Trevor Lawrence and and Doug Peterson today. <laughs> I take Shanahan and Jimmy G. I take Shanahan and like I'm I'm sorry, but Shanahan and anybody as his quarterback next year is going to win the NFC West. Okay, so Harry, this comes down to you because we're we're on Peterson, Trevor Lawrence for six. Obviously, where, where do you land? I'm going with with Peterson and Lawrence. Ah, I'm sorry, Fitz. I just. Well, Brock Purdy has a UCL injury. They're, they're, we don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, but, we know it's going to be a long time. I, I don't even know if he's going to be the quarterback. I don't care who the quarterback is next year for the 49ers. They're going to win the division because they have Kyle Shanahan. Like, that's just – that's what we see every year at this point. Like, I, I've given up on betting against Kyle Shanahan and any quarterback. So, you know, I'm in on San Francisco. Like, uh, uh, let it be Trey Lance uh, if, if he's healthy. Let it be – I don't care. Uh, put whoever you want in there. Like – Hey, this, see, this is what you get. This is why I love doing the committee. And if those of you all of y'all just joining, we are doing our committee in which we are ranking the best tandem quarterback and head coach in the National Football League. And this is what we got so far. Number one, we got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Number two, we got Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. Number three, we have Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Number four, we have Josh Allen and Sean McDermott. And number five, we have Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. And my six will be Peterson and Lawrence. I mean, uh, that's the glory of the committee. We can be outvoted. I think uh, I, I, Trevor Lawrence is, was very good last year, uh, and Doug Peterson uh, was very good with Trevor Lawrence last year. But if I had to bet on a neutral site game where you've got Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson uh, and everybody else is the same on one side, or you have Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy on the other, I'm still taking Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. So, so look, uh, Federica said yes, in a message, she said Cousins and O'Connell. <laughs> 
I wondered about that. I love you. Don't y'all make me throw up. Oh, come on. Come on. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You guys are always welcome to chime in on the committee. We'll throw the committee up on social media, too, and see uh, see where you think we got it wrong. So top top six head coaching quarterback combos. Triple eight, say ESPN. I don't mind the thought of at least having Kirk Cousins in that conversation. Look at the stats. Look at the numbers. I know everybody tells me they don't matter. He's going uh, astray. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I also picked a, a coach with no quarterback whatsoever. Oh, man, Derek Carr signs with the 49ers today. Think about how we'd be talking about that also. The NFL coaching cycle is complete. There's one name that didn't make the cut, and there's a change coming to the way the process is done, possibly, that could change the way all of the league looks going forward. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You just presume that all middle-aged white guys are walking around with some, like, 80s gel and some, like, weird mousse? Do you use spritz? No, I don't spritz. I don't spritz. You're the one that was Epsom salting your feet in a tub last night. Yes. And you're talking to me about spritzing? Yes. I buy cleaning you stuff. Supplies. Supplies. There we go. Supplies. As soon as I land in every city, I disinfect the restroom. The bathtub and everything. So, you know, I have a nice size tub because, you know, I had a sweet room. I put some Epsom salt in there, some um, alcohol and peroxide as well. Mix it all in together. And also little bubbles and had my little candles lit in there. I had a nice little bromance with myself. I am 100% certain that if we were all hanging out in a random city and somebody walked into my hotel room... And you saw peroxide, cleaning surprise, supplies, maybe some bleach, some Epsom salt in the bathroom. You look at me, you're immediately thinking serial killer. There is no halfway about it. <laughs> like, Harry, you're thinking, oh, man, like, he takes care of himself. He's cleaning the tub. Me, you think he's, he's Dexter. Like, at this point, you're looking for sheets of plastic, and you just figure, like, things have, things have gotten weird. I don't need all of that context to think you might be a serial killer. Okay, that's fair. You know what? My best-dressed serial killer in the world right now. Looking good on the— uh, Hashtag humble for, Thank you. On uh, the uh, Dress for <laughs> Success Wednesday. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80. You know we love opening it up to the community, Triple H. Say ESPN 888-729-3776. We brought our selection committee together, which means I now have to play the role of committee spokesman. I do not agree with some of these picks, but I still have to defend them like they are my own. We decided to do the top six head coach quarterback combos in the NFL. Number one, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Number two, Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor. Number three, Hertz Sirianni. Number four, Alan McDermott. Number five, Jackson Harbaugh in the one that was very polarizing, by the way. And at number six, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. All right, so now we're asking you guys to chime in. I'm, I'm defending them Say all. Say that with your chest, man. Hmm. At number six, <laughs> Peterson and Lawrence. Yay! All right. <laughs> All right, let's go to Rocco in Nevada calling into the show. Rocco, thanks for joining the Wolfpack, man. What you got? What's going on, guys? Love the show. Um, I just wanted to say, should we be talking about Tua and Mike McDaniels? You know, uh, Tua was playing at an elite level when he was healthy, and I think that's worthy of maybe a six, five, uh, maybe honorable mention. What do you guys think? That's, see, that's a tough one, Harry, because, like, 
I don't want to count the injuries against Lamar against him, but like I feel like we're just we've sort of all got Tua over here on like a side category by himself because we don't know. Yeah, I think the thing that stands out with Tua is that the concussion um, injury, and we know it's different from what Lamar had this year with his knee because concussions can basically lead to you not playing again. Now a lot of people have come out and said that Tua is going to be playing uh, with the Miami Dolphins, and they even came out and said that Tua is their guy. But there is a lot of concern there. So I don't know how long this duo is going to be together. Uh, we also don't know how long the duo with, with Lamar Jackson and, and, and John Harbaugh are going to be there as well. But we do have enough body of work, not just this season, but previous years. Lamar Jackson is also an MVP. It wasn't questions coming into this season about, you know, Lamar Jackson and, and can he do it from the quarterback position. The question for Lamar Jackson was, are, are, are the Ravens going to pay him? Uh, way more differently than the conversations that we were having about Tua Tagovailoa. Now, Tua was phenomenal. Uh, threw for over 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, and eight interceptions in 13 games. He also missed four games due to concussion injuries. So there's a lot of question marks in, in, in that area. Tyhard13 tweeted me and said, don't understand the Shanahan fixation. If you didn't hear, I tried to put Shanahan with literally anybody on the <laughs> list. Said since he since hired only won the division twice with no titles, McVay three division titles plus a Super Bowl title. I think uh, what the reason the Shanahan fixation, as you term it, uh, comes in because of the quarterbacks he's managed to win with. So if I'm taking quarterback and coach combo, I think that deserves part of the conversation. But you do raise an interesting point when it comes to McVay because certainly if we have a, a healthy Matt Stafford, are, are we not looking at the the Rams differently with Sean McVay, who you know a year yep. ago was the wonder child that could get anything out of any quarterback? Yeah, Yes, we are. And I actually had them on my list on the side. But the fact that you know Matthew Stafford – had his, his his issues this season, and the team was um, terrible. That's why I didn't put them on there. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just a whole side category over here of, like, when you're eating chicken out at a restaurant and you know, like, it, it may not be totally done and you feel like you should eat it, you know it's going to be great, but you don't know if you can eat it. There's a bunch of quarterbacks that are on that list. Like, you just don't know if it's safe to consume. You have no idea. Uh, well, J- he, 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 hold on really quick. Here's yeah, yeah. the theme, though, also. Like, everyone on that, that we have on our list made the playoffs, and they were actually in the playoffs and competed. Well, that is actually, speaking of the playoffs, Jason and Indy only getting through, I'm sure, because of the team he wants to focus on here, knowing that Devin, our producer, is a Giants fan. Jason, what you got, man? Who who we leave off? Thanks for taking my call. First of all, let me say this. I am a Panthers fan from North Carolina who lives in Indianapolis, and I'm calling about the Giants. This is all messed up. <laughs> but how can you not day ball? And, of course, and um, Jones, I mean, you know, that's one thing that that combination, you saw what Dayball did with Allen. You see what Dayball did with Allen. Now look what he's doing now with his, with the current, with, his, you know, with, Al, with Jones. How can Jason, you deny that? Jason, he, can you do us, a, do us a favor really quick, though, because I love how you pronounce Dayball's last name. Can you say it the way you just literally just said it for us? Say his name for us one more time. Uh, I, I was talking to five, two knows Brian Dayball. Oh, oh, you said it different the first time. Dayball was was way better. Dayball. Dayball was the answer, by the way. And Jason, that's a great answer. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. And I always like like look. I moved around a lot as a kid, and it's funny. I think part of the reason I'm such a Raiders fan is that I moved around so much. I only became more ingrained in my Raiders fandom. So anytime somebody's from Carolina, living in Indy, calling about the Giants, I respect the hell out of that. I think give it a year, right? Like I I I will squarely be on this. 
with Daniel Jones here. You tell me what you think. I think Daniel Jones in one year under Brian Dayball showed more progress than most people expected with less around him, and he is farther along a year into that offense than Josh Allen ever was. So I do think there is an opportunity early in this this relationship. They've shown an opportunity to make Daniel Jones truly a superstar in the NFL. Can I ask you a question? Uh, yes. They got beat in the playoffs, right? Yes, correct. And how bad did they get beat? I mean, it, 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 it feels like a targeted attack, right? I, I mean, but I'm, but I'm we're just, talking about not wrong though. But did I you understand. think they would be in the playoffs coming into the year? Doesn't that show growth? No, nobody did. I mean, but I, I understand where you're coming from, Daniel Jones, and I do believe like moving forward, Daniel Jones is going to be a way better quarterback than people gave him credit for because of the leadership of Brian Dable and Kafka and what they were been what they've been able to do help him transition into the quarterback he was this season. Um, question is, I want to see it followed up by a, a second great season. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I believe I, he I has it in him, and I believe it, it will happen, but I just want to see it with my own eyes first. I, I thought for a second about putting it on my list, and then I just realized I didn't want to give Devin that level of joy. So uh, I, I, I kept it off. But Devin will attest to the fact that I am uh, I am on the street team with my with my Daniel Jones shirts. I'm out here uh, I'm out here on the pro Daniel Jones. You're, you're literally bit. out here. I'm out here. I'm out here in these streets. Uh, all right. We're going to keep taking your calls on the selection committee, the top six head coach quarterback combos. You can also tweet us at hdouglas83 at Jason Fitz is how you can get in on the conversation. In the meantime, this weekend, the XFL is kicking off. And I can promise you, Harry and I are both working around projects involved with the XFL. I can promise you this one is going to be wild. It's going to be interesting. And we're going to talk to one of the marquee coaches involved with it. I'll tell you why you must watch it this weekend. And next, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM channel 80. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Really excited on this show for the launch of the XFL this weekend. Uh, frankly, uh, I think we're both not only fans, but we're both going to be working a lot around it. I'll be hosting on uh, Sundays uh, the digital show that gives you some recap and some setup. It's the weekly show that will always set up the big game of the week. Uh, happy to do that every weekend as part of my responsibilities. And Harry Douglas, we're going to do like where in the world is Harry Douglas this weekend because you will be sideline reporting, my friend. I'm really excited for this opportunity for you to work around the XFL for the world to get to see your personality. And this weekend, you'll be at the Dragons Defenders game. Uh, this is a cool opportunity for you. Yeah, I'm excited for it. My first time being on the sidelines. I got an opportunity last year to be in the booth. Uh, got, to, got to call it NFL game. Now I get to be on the sideline interviewing coaches, players, um, trying to figure out what offenses are doing. So I'm very, very excited about it. Yeah, well, the Seattle Dragons will take on the D.C. Defenders Sunday, 8 p.m. on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. You'll be able to see Harry on that. And, again, if you watch any of our digital formats on any of the social media applications, I'll be doing the pregame show right before that. To get you more caught up on what you need to know, Reggie Barlow, the D.C. Defenders head coach, joins us. Coach, really appreciate your time, obviously, in your career. You've been around the NFL. You won a Super Bowl. You've been a college coach. All of this experience, how does it help you prepare for this new chapter with a new league in the XFL. Yeah, I mean, it's still football, right? Uh, it's an opportunity to coach a group of guys that have a vision of developing and a vision of hopefully being able to de develop enough where they get an opportunity 
to get a shot back in the NFL or a shot in the NFL. So uh, we lean on those experiences. We do have experienced staff of guys that's been around the NFL on a professional level. So lean on those guys and using the knowledge that we know. So. Hey, Coach, I got to be honest, man. Studying for you guys this game this weekend versus the Seattle Sea Dragons, um, you won a Super Bowl. You was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Keyshawn Jackson, uh, Johnson in the wide receiver room. And I had a chance to talk to Keyshawn about you, man, and I didn't realize how close you guys were, but he had nothing but great things to say about you. But how excited are you to, to you know, for, for your players? And talk about some of the guys on your team that's going to go against an opponent now in a game-like setting. Who are you excited to see offensively and defensively? Yeah, uh, obviously, Harry Keyshawn is a I man. He's a buddy of mine. We came out the same year draft. Uh, you know, just a great guy. Uh, always have great conversations, great laughs with him. Uh, our team, uh, obviously, we we drafted this kid Abram Smith uh, first. Obviously, we feel like to win uh, consistently, you got to be able to run the ball. And Abram is a guy that had outstanding production in college and has had a few looks in the NFL. Uh, so it starts with him, Jordan Tamu, our quarterback, who was played at Ole Miss uh, some years back, have experience in um, another league. Uh, obviously, he's our he's our starting quarterback. Uh, defensively, uh, Devon Bellamy. Uh, we have uh, Santos Ramirez, uh, just a, a good group of guys. Uh, Brandon Francis. Uh, so so uh, a lot of guys that have had great college careers, had a little NFL experience, and uh, now they're getting an opportunity to continue to develop. Uh, I'm just excited about the opportunity for all these guys to get a chance to show their stuff. You know, you only get so many chances to do that. Uh, we'll be on ESPN, right, going up against a really good team. Obviously, we have a lot of respect for Coach Hazlitt and his staff and his players, and um, it should be fun. You mentioned one player that, that stuck out to me because when I was going through his notes and his background, Davon Bellamy, he's a guy that, you know, can honestly say he was able to sack Tua Tungavaloa and also Jalen Hurts in the same game in the national championship game in which when he was with the Georgia Bulldogs. So really looking forward to seeing him as well, Coach. Yeah, he's a, uh, a, a nice uh, player to have on your team. Obviously, he has good range. He can rush the passer really good. Uh, he has great experience, come from an outstanding program, uh, had experience playing over in the other league, and uh, we're looking forward to him, seeing him rush the passer and, you know, get after it. We're talking to Reggie Barlow, the D.C. Defenders head coach, as we get ready for the Seattle Sea Dragons taking on the D.C. Defenders Sunday in the XFL, the relaunch of the XFL, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. One thing that's really interesting to me, Coach, is the hub concept. And for anyone that hasn't been paying attention – all of the XFL teams are training together in one facility in Texas. What advantage is that giving the players as they prep? And also, I know another question here, but how tough does that make it to game plan when everybody's essentially around each other all the time? Yeah, the hub thing, I tell you, it's been one of those things trying to explain to someone like, hey, I play for the, I coach the DC team, but I'm in Dallas. I mean, they're looking like, well, how is this happening? Or I'm in Arlington, but. Um, we, we actually don't have a lot of interaction with the other teams. Uh, we've had some town hall events where uh, we all came together. But other than that, um, we don't really see them. Now, our facility, uh, our coaches' office and our meeting space, it is the hub for the league in terms of uh, training. Like uh, kid, uh, uh, the players that are hurt or whatever or maybe on like uh, 
you know, the IR type deal. So we we may see a few of those guys, but uh, it's convenient, right? You know where all your guys are. They in ours in one hotel. Uh, we we share a facility uh, with the with the not Seattle, but with the St. Louis team. Uh, but the facilities are nice. Uh, this thing is convenient. The, the guys catch the bus, uh, a chartered bus, you know, from practice to meetings and all that stuff. So we're making it work. And instead of uh, complaining about stuff, or instead of you know making things difficult, man, we just accept it and know that it's part of the process, and we're just gonna enjoy it and uh, make it work for us. Coach, really quick, I want to touch on your offensive coordinators, one and Fred Kais, who was with you as your offensive coordinator when you were a head coach at Alabama State. Also, Greg Williams. I had the luxury of playing against Greg multiple times in the National Football League when he was a defensive coordinator. He's also been a head coach in the NFL as well. What was your logic and your thinking behind those two guys being your coordinators? Well, we wanted, uh, obviously, people who uh, that I was familiar with. Um, and Coach Kais, as you mentioned, uh, was we worked together at ASU for many years and had a lot of success. Prior to him coming on at Alabama State, he had had a lot of success running the ball, uh, just being uh, 50-50 uh, offensively. Uh, just preparation has always been outstanding. Um, has always scored a lot of points. And, of course, some of the assistant coaches that we brought on, uh, those guys work with him as well, as well as me. And uh, just a good fit. And then Coach Greg Williams, I mean, what are you going to say about that guy, right? Uh, he's been around forever. Uh, back in, uh, I forget, 98 or so, when I was with the Jaguars, we lost, we went 14-2, and two, and both times we lost to the Titans. And it was defense, right, that was extremely dominant. And then we played them in the AFC Championship game and lost again. And, uh, uh, again, it was, a, it was a defensive game. But he's done a great job being able to um, – you know, rely on him in terms of him being a head coach uh, in, in, in the NFL for, you know, twice and been a longtime coordinator. He, he, I, I really learned a lot from him. I've even learned a few new cuss words from him, too. So uh, <laughs> that's another story. You guys can follow him on Twitter, at Reggie Barlow. Of course, Seattle Sea Dragons, D.C. Defenders, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Coach, appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Good luck this weekend. And don't let, don't let Harry give you too much grief there on the sidelines when he's running around. Make him work for it. Hey, Harry, man, make sure you bring us like a third and five, third and eight play, man. I'm going to have you design it, draw it up, and uh, we may call it. You know what they say, Coach, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I'm ready for it, baby. I got them, I've got them locked and ready for you, Coach. Hey, isn't that Kodak Black and Rod Wade? That's the song, right? If you uh, get ready or something like that, check it out on your playlist, man. You might like it. <laughs> That's amazing, Coach. Thanks for the time, man. We appreciate you. All right. Right on. Thank you. Uh, guys, don't forget, if your check engine light's on, don't ignore it. Stop by, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Let their professional parts people scan and diagnose the problem for free. They'll even help you find a repair shop if needed. Visit O'ReillyAutoParts.com. The XFL kicks off this weekend. And I know some of you guys are rolling your eyes because you've been there, you've done that before. But this version of the XFL is going to be different. And there are rule changes happening in this version of the XFL that could be impacting the NFL in the future. We'll tell you why and what they are and what to look for next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
This is Fitz and Harry. You know, we've got two great producers on the show, and I like to make your mom jokes to Devin whenever possible. Tell the world what you say every time I make your mom joke. Oh, come on! Rob Palenka sat down at his desk. He poured himself a nice glass of whiskey. He's taking a sip, and he's saying, man, I did the impossible today. And then all of a sudden, Devin, what did he say a few hours later? Oh, come on! See? (laughs) I'm you. By the way, Devin's mom, absolute saint and a wonderful human being. So uh, we only joke because Devin and I have been friends for many years. So uh, it, it's a statement to our great relationship and friendship that I can say things about his mom. I'm only saying that now, too, because his mom may or may not have texted him earlier. So now I feel terribly guilty. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel Lady, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. This weekend, the XFL kicks off. Now, I know we're just coming off the heels of the Super Bowl. There are two games on Saturday. There are two games on Sunday. You can watch it across ABC and ESPN. Uh, Frankly, Harry, you're going to be on the Sunday night game, uh, which will be on ESPN and ESPN Plus at Seattle and D.C. That game is at uh, 9 p.m. on ESPN and ESPN Plus, uh, 8 p.m., sorry, Eastern. And I've been corrected, just so anyone knows. If you watch uh, in the digital in the ESPN app, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of those places, our digital show this weekend will be at 2.30 on Sunday, and we're going to get you caught up on some of the biggest highlights from Saturday and get you the biggest storylines to come from Sunday. We are going to embrace the XFL on this show because, frankly, there's some really cool things about it, HD. You know, And when you start talking about rules, we got to remember that the NFL doesn't like to do anything without watching other people do it first. There are some rule changes in the XFL that the NFL could have their eye on, not the least of which – are extra points. You might remember this from the last time that they did this with the XFL, but teams will have three run-pass-only options for extra points. They can go from the two-yard line for one point, from the five-yard line for two, or for the ten for three. So where you're used to just going to get a drink, maybe uh, tinkling during the extra point time, you can't do that here because as many as three points could be on the line just for an extra point. Yeah, I like this a lot because it gives a team's opportunity to score more points than they actually can get. Um, you just mentioned you have a one-point try, a two-point uh, uh, try, and also a three-point try. I really love the fact that the three-point try is going to be from the 10-yard line, right? And normally, uh, you, a lot of people will say, well, that's pretty far to try to, you know, uh, get into the end zone. For me, no, because normally you want to pass the ball in those situations if you're a team and if you're from the 10-yard line. Now you have more space to work with from the back end line of the end zone. So I really, I really like this. Yeah, and as they point out, because math, you know, uh, in theory, you could see a team score 27 points on three touchdowns. So it totally changes the math you're used to doing when you're thinking about where uh, your teams are. Plus, uh, we've heard a lot about onside kicks, and look, everybody knows onside kicks are nearly impossible. Well, there's a much different option for onside kicks in the XFL. You're going to have the opportunity to maintain possession by going for a fourth and 15, which you can do in the fourth quarter. You can go for a fourth and 15 uh, from your own 25-yard line. And if you convert that, you keep the ball. And if you don't, you give it up. So teams have been practicing, obviously, for weeks their fourth and 15 play because that becomes key to trying to keep the ball. I love this, Harry. Yeah, just another opportunity to give teams, you know, the uh, the luxury of keeping the football and trying to score more points uh, than their opponent. Uh, but the, the, here's the downside of it. If you don't get it, your defense better be solid because you're going to have to get a stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you start thinking about some of these, uh, these moments that are different, and it's going to be interesting for players because they've never played through this, which includes, by the way, as we break down the XFL rule changes to look for this weekend, Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Double- 
forward pass. I say three can't words to, to you. Double I can't wait to see it. Why? Why? Tell me why you're pumped. Because it's different. It's something that we aren't accustomed to. So when I'm on the sidelines this weekend, if it happens to be this Sunday when we see a, a, a double forward pass, then I'm going to probably scream first, and then I'm going to try to interview any and everybody that I can about the forward double pass because it's something that we aren't accustomed to seeing. When you think about football, you don't think about, hey, you know, giving somebody a little a little shovel pass and then they run into basically to the sideline and throwing it again. Defenses aren't wired to, to cover that. So how many times is a defense – going to be a little nonchalant because they see a pass already uh, being made, but that person who receives it throws it again for it for another pass, and it becomes a touchdown. I'm looking forward to get reactions from people. Yeah, you're talking about double four passes. The, they have to be behind the line of scrimmage on that first pass, but you're right. How many times have we seen a four pass, and you're going to see everybody in the secondary sort of hop up because they think their responsibility is one thing, like instinct we talk about all the time, then yep. it's going to turn into a big, huge play. Now – one thing that I think is really interesting for the NFL to keep a look at, look, uh, look, they'll look for, centralized replay exists in the XFL. All plays subject to review from the replay official. The replay may correct errors on non-reviewable plays regarding player safety at any point in the game and at any issue in the last five minutes plus overtime. Each head coach can challenge one on-field ruling per game, including those involved in a foul or potential foul. Final rulings are made by designated members of officiating department in the command center. So a centralized replay official can look at almost anything and say, nope, we're doing that different. Well, I think the thing that stands out to me the most is that each head coach on the opposing sidelines have one opportunity where they can basically challenge anything that goes on within that football game. So I think that's going to be big. That's going to be huge. That's something that we don't see often when it comes to the game of football. Looking forward to seeing what coaches are going to use those challenges on and what they feel like can be deemed as, you know, uh, detrimental to their team or escalate their team in a, in a in a certain direction. Imagine how different certain NFL games would have looked this year if a coach could have challenged, I don't know, roughing the passer, for example. Yep. And they'll have the opportunity to do that in the XFL. And they'll do it with a centralized replay official that quickly makes the ruling. The NFL is going to watch this like a hawk to see if it's something that they can and should implement to their officiating. It's a huge part of what we should all be looking for this weekend. XFL kicks off across ABC and ESPN. You do not want to miss it we will cover every ounce of it in the meantime the nfl head coaching cycle is complete one name absent again and there's a change coming to the process that could change everything we'll tell you about it next fitz and harry on espn radio fitz and harry the podcast 